Okay, hear me out. I know that we're all getting pretty committed to the tank and to the number one draft pick, but think about how funny it's going to be if the Blue Jackets break the Oilers' 13-game win streak tonight. Uh, And that's what we're going to talk about on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. You're Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube and on Sirius X. Um, my co-host, Aiden Heilson, will be back later this week. So unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, it is just me again today. Uh, and we're going to talk about the Edmonton Oilers, who have turned their season around, which is really frustrating because I personally think the NHL is uh, more fun and also funnier when the Oilers are bad. Um, currently, they're on a 13-game winning streak. Previous to this 13-game winning streak, they were 13, 15, and 1 in their first uh, 29 games, I think is how the math works on that. Um, since then, like I said, they've won 13 straight, uh, and they are still 13 points behind the Vancouver Canucks, um, who admittedly, four games in hand, still the fact that they're on a 13-game win streak and they have only barely managed to kind of keep up with the pack is just wild. Um, Canucks, a lot of fun. Um, don't want them to win the cup, but I am rooting for them to go all of the way, almost all of the way. Um, but we're not talking about the Canucks yet. We're going to talk about them in, in a week or so when the Blue Jackets play them again. Uh, we're going to talk about the Oilers today who have arrived, which sounds silly, but I feel like almost everyone on the Oilers kind of had a slow start to the season. Like I remember there being a lot of drama about Connor McDavid being on like a 60 point pace for the first like month of the season. Um, and then I believe he missed some time due to injury. Um, he's missed, oh, he's only missed two games so far. So maybe he did, he wasn't as injured as I thought he was going to be. Um, that being said, he has uh, fi- sure has figured it out. He's got 59 points in 40 games. So he's on pace for what, 120 point season which I feel like is probably a down season by his standards. Uh, and also he seems to have, he's decided that he's not going to score goals anymore um, because of his 59 points, 43 of them are assists. Um, but it's it's Leon Dreisaitl that I'm kind of interested in taking a look at because a lot of people say that he would be nothing without Conor McDavid. Um, and maybe that's true, but he does have seven points in his last five games. He's second on the team in scoring. Uh, with 50 points in 42 games, uh, which for those of you who uh, can't do math, uh, much like myself, I I worked this out beforehand, um, that is fully 21 points higher than the highest scoring Blue Jacket right now, who is Johnny Gaudreau, who has 29 points in 45 games. Um, This duo is just unreal. Like, and I can't believe that they haven't yet won anything. it just it it makes no sense. Part of it, part of the the turnaround, I think, is the fact that their goalies have, have figured out how to 
be goalies again. Um, Jack Campbell, I believe, is still down in Bakersfield. Uh, he got put on waivers and disappeared. Um, so they've been rolling with uh, Stuart Skinner and Calvin Pickard, uh, both of whom have uh, sub three goals against average. Um, Skinner, who, again, miserable start to the season. He's pulled it back together. He's got a 906 save percentage. He's 21, 9, and 1. Um, I would assume that he is the guy that the Blue Jackets will see um, in uh, in this game. But they might also see Calvin Pickard, who uh, has bothered the Blue Jackets in the past. Let's let's put it that way. Um, this Oilers team is frustratingly good. Um, they've started to figure out their goaltending. Um, McDavid has has re-arrived. Uh, he wasn't really gone, I don't think, but kind of in the same way people freaked out about Austin Matthews last season when he had a 40-goal season and were like, this is terrible. Um, Connor McDavid with less than a hundred point season, I think, uh, means that there's grounds for the sky to be falling in, uh, in Edmonton, which sounds fully insane. Um, but maybe that's just because the Blue Jackets have never had a player over about 80 points. Just the, the duality of, duality of teams, you know, um, I'm, I'm not... I'm not worried about this game necessarily. Um, we'll we'll talk about kind of the the Blue Jacket side of things in a minute, but I think I finally reached like this weird zen to uh, to the season where if we win, I get to be excited because we win a game. If we lose, sure, this might as well happen. Um, the Ottawa Senators have climbed over the Blue Jackets in uh, points percentage, so I believe the Blue Jackets currently have the uh, fourth best odds for Connor, uh, not Connor Bedard, that's who, uh, for Macklin Celebrini. Um, the Blue Jackets currently have a 9.5% chance. Uh, also, in, in fun news, uh, they have exactly as many regulation wins as the San Jose Sharks, who have 26 points on the season. The Blue Jackets have gotten a lot of loser points. Um, they've had nine overtime and shootout losses in the season. Which uh, again, math hard. Uh, I believe that's fully twenty percent of their games have been shootout losses or overtime losses. That's not great, guys. Um, Anaheim, Chicago, and San Jose are still ahead of them in in the draft lottery. But I did one sim on Tankathon, and the Blue Jackets won that first overall pick. So let's just stop the count, etc. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with this game, is is what I mean, is I'm not, if the Blue Jackets win, great, I think it'll be friggin' hilarious if the Blue Jackets are the team that end the Edmonton Oilers' win streak at 13. Um, am I expecting it? Not necessarily, but the hockey gods do love to make the Oilers specifically suffer, um, and it would be just like the Blue Jackets, who, you know, um, with the Canucks. The other night, everyone was like, obviously, the Blue Jackets are going to get steamrolled by the Canucks. They're the best team in the league. And the Blue Jackets were like, well, wait a second. What if we uh, don't do that? What if instead we beat the Canucks? So I genuinely wouldn't be shocked to see the Blue Jackets win this game. Um, I am unconvinced that they will. But 
I think that they should they should this this should happen just because it's funny and for no other reason. I don't like I said, I don't necessarily want the Blue Jackets to win because I am kind of semi-committed to getting another really good draft pick. Um, by which I mean not necessarily I'm I'm rooting for the Blue Jackets to win games. I just have very little faith in their ability to win games um for the for the remainder of the season. So we might as well get a good draft pick out of out of how much I have suffered this season. Um, we'll see, but I, I don't know, man. I just, the Oilers are a really good team that sometimes lose in hilarious ways. And I think this would be the most hilarious way to lose. Um, but that really, really depends on what the Blue Jackets bring to the table in Edmonton tonight, uh, which we'll talk about in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. First, though, I have got to tell you about game time because uh, I don't know about you, but I hate to plan ahead. And when I'm in the States, sometimes I'm like, hey, let's go to the Sharks game tonight. Uh, And I hop on game time. I hop on a couple of other ticket uh, second party ticket selling websites. uh, And game time always gives me the best offer. So honestly, I don't know why I bother looking anywhere else. It's the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They've got last-minute deals, all-in prices, so no sneaky uh, extortionate fees like a certain other uh, ticket reselling website. Uh, Views from your seat, which I really like, and their best price guarantee, which means if you find tickets in your section and row for less somewhere else, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Uh, the app is so easy to use. Like, I was shocked by how easy to use it is. Like, you you find your game, you click the game, you click the seat, you buy a ticket. Done. It takes seconds. It's great. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jackets. Uh, we're talking about the game against the Oilers tonight, which I want to reiterate, I think it would be really funny if the Blue Jackets won. But looking at how the last couple of games have shaken out, I don't necessarily think it's expected. Well, scratch the necessary. Scratch the necessarily from that. I do not think it is expected the Blue Jackets will win this game. Um, like I said, Conor McDavid has fully 30 points more than the highest Blue Jackets scorer, which is Johnny Cadreau, who, again, is having kind of a down season, but has found his way recently. He's got four assists in the last five games. Carl Selinger has four goals in the last five games. It's really great to see. Um, it's been fun to see Carl Selinger figure things out again this season. He's got 18 points in 40 games so far, so he's on pace for about a 35 to 40 point season, which is great when you look at Last season, I think he had 13 points or something like that. Um, but, well, uh, I just, I keep looking at these two rosters and I keep looking at the standings difference. The Empire have 53 points in 42 games. The Blue Jackets have 37 points in 45 games. The Blue Jackets have a minus 34 goal differential. The Empire have a plus 27 goal differential. 
The Oilers have the sixth best power play in the league, the ninth best penalty kill, the seventh best face-off percentage, and they score the fourth most goals per game. Conversely, the Blue Jackets are 25th on the power play, 18th on the penalty kill, 25th on face-offs, and 24, 21st in goals for per game. On on paper, this team should get steamrolled. And that's, honestly, that's kind of what I'm expecting. I'm looking at the lineups that have been going on over the past couple of games. I'm not convinced by them. Um, I don't know if uh, they're planning on doing the same lines as uh, as previously. There's nothing on um, Jeff Sabota's. Um, He's usually the guy to go to for, like, practice and lineup stuff, um, but talked about this in, in the last episode. The lineup has been less than inspiring in, in recent games. Um, I think moving Cantilli to the wing was a mistake. I think putting Bougenner in and immediately making him play the most ice time of any forward was a mistake. Um, the johnson Voronkov marchenko line is fine but needs tweaking. I think the fourth line is good, but when your fourth line is the only good line, like that feels like there's there's bigger problems here, you know? Um, the Blue Jackets have, have won games like this before, you know? They beat the Canucks. Um, they have beaten the Rangers, who are at the top of the Metropolitan Division. Um, they beat the Bruins, who are at the top of the Atlantic Division, you know? Um, they haven't beaten the Jets yet, but... It would, again, be very funny if they managed to beat all four teams at the top of their respective divisions while being uh, directly at the bottom of theirs by 11 points. Um, so I know my co-host Hayden uh, Hylshorn, who, again, not here today, will be back soon, wanted by the end of January the Blue Jackets to have taken their nine-point wildcard fall behind uh, and cut that in half. Um, and what they have done instead is doubled it. I believe uh, they are currently 16 points out of a wild card spot. Tampa Bay currently holding that second wild card with 53 points. Blue Jackets again still sitting at 37 points. The Ottawa Senators only two points behind them, but they've got three games in hand. So, like the Blue Jackets are probably going to finish the season at the bottom of the East. Um, it's going to be tough to compete with with teams like San Jose and Chicago, who's without Connor Bedard for at least another month, I believe. But it's, uh, I don't know, man, like, I just, I look at this team and I see all of the potential that we could have had, and it's so frustrating, because on paper, this team should maybe not match up directly against the Oilers, because they don't have a McDavid, you know, but in, Johnny Gaudreau should be up there in points, and he's having a down year. Adam Fantilli, I think there is extreme, there's a lot of similarities between him and Leon Dreisaitl. And if the Bush could get a player like Leon Dreisaitl out of Adam Fantilli, like, I think you take that and you run, you know? Um, the Bush could have a lot of good pieces and they should be, maybe not in a similar spot as Edmonton is in the 13 game win streak and third in the division, but they should have been at least in the, conversa the conversation for a wild card spot. And now I'm looking at this matchup and I'm like, God, I can't believe. Well, first of all, I have to stay up. This game doesn't start, to, uh, start until 2 a.m. my time. That's how committed I am to this stupid team that keeps failing me, um, is I'm going to be staying up to watch this game. 
at least the first period. If the first period goes badly, I will be going to bed and, and pretending that the Blue Jackets don't exist for like 12 hours. But if if the team was good, like I would be anticipating this game. This would be a fun matchup. I'd be like, yes, the, the high-flying Blue Jackets versus the high-flying Oilers, you know? And it's been a it's been a disappointment and it's again I'm I'm bummed about it but it's the game will happen how it's going to happen um and I guess I should make some predictions about that uh which I'll do that in a bit actually I'll do that in a minute um in a but first I would like to talk uh, a little bit about goaltending because that is another decision that Pascal Vincent and his coaching staff are going to have to make is who do they play in goal? And we'll talk about that in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. First, I've got to talk to you guys about Sleeper because uh, we're over halfway through the season. I think there's been more lows than highs. There has been a couple of highs, but mostly lows. Regardless of where we are in the current standings, uh, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. They're our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. The app is super easy to use. They've got a bunch of different sports. I like the hockey, obviously, but they've also got NFL, NBA, MLB, college football. They've got a really fun kind of group chat functionality so you can connect with other fans who you can either celebrate with or commiserate with, depending on on how you feel about how the games are going. Entries can be made in under a minute, and all you have to do is pick whether guys like McDavid, Dragseitel, Gaudreau, Fantilli, uh, whether they're going to record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in a given game. To win 100 times your money on Sleeper, all you need to do is correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me right, Blue Jackets fans. Predict eight player stats correctly, and you will win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So stop paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. You can promo code LOCKDOWNNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L. See Sleeper's terms are used for details and locational availability. So one of the bigger questions for tonight's game is who starts in goal? Um, and I don't know the answer to that, quite frankly, uh, because I think Daniil Tarasov has had some good games this season and he's had some not so good games this season. He's obviously working back from injury. When he's good, he's really good. When he's off, he's not great. Um, I'm just pulling up the, the goaltending stats for, for this team. Um, Elvis Moslikins right now is uh, 8, 9, and 6 on the season. He's got a 9.05 save percentage and a 3.26 goals against average. Daniil Tarasov uh, is 2, 4, and 2 and has an 8.75 save percentage and a 4.09 goals against average. Um, now, Elvis has played more than three times what? Tarasov has played so far this season. Tarasov, again, returning from injury. But Elvis had a good game against the Canucks and a not-so-good game against the Devils. Uh, Tarasov had a couple of poor games in a row. Um, I'm just pulling this up. He had three games in a row where he allowed six goals on 35 shots against Seattle, five goals on 23 shots against Winnipeg, 
four goals on 36 shots against Minnesota. Um, and then before that, he had two goals on 41 shots against Philadelphia and three goals on 42 shots against Buffalo. So, like, real up and down. So he's probably due for a good game. And the Blue Jackets have talked about how they want to see if Daniel Tarasov can be a future number one. So they're going to put him in that starter position. However, losing Spencer Martin means they have to be a little bit more careful in terms of what they do with Elvis. Because now they don't have three goalies to rotate. Um, and I, I would, I, I assume that if things continue to go south with Elvis, what's going to happen is they'll trade him and get a goalie back. And whether that goalie is, you know, someone like Jack Campbell, who's also on a big, un, unideal deal. Uh, Cal Peterson is another guy who's on a not great deal. Um, you know, guys, guys like that, or they, they pick up someone to back Tarasov up and hope for the best. They've got some time to figure it out, but looking at who they should start in in this game, I genuinely don't know. I've been thinking about this basically all episode. I was like, I need to pick who I would put in goal. And Tarasov hasn't played since January 13th, so it's been nine days. That being said, the team has only played two games in those nine days because of schedule weirdness. So I'm not like, oh, he's been sitting for ages because they both they've both been sitting for a while. Um, I believe... The Blue Jackets played Seattle, had three days off, played um, Vancouver, had three days off, played the Devils, and then have had another three days off. Their last game was Friday, and it's Tuesday. So that might even be four days. Um, So not a lot of hockey happening. There's going to be some rust on there, probably. Um, I might star Musleykins, honestly. because I think if you can work it out with Merzlikens and keep him around and have him be kind of a, a goalie that earns that contract a little more, it gives you more time with Tarasov. And this is not me saying that they should get rid of Tarasov and, you know, play Elvis for the rest of the season, but it's so difficult to throw goalies directly into a starting role. Um, Daniil Tarasov is, I want to say like 24. Yeah, he's 24 years old. This is his third season with the Blue Jackets. Um, he played four games in the first season, uh, and was excellent. Played 17 last season and was injured. Um, he was injured in the 21-22 season as well. That's why he only played four games. Um, and then it took him a while to work back this season. Played eight games, um, had a couple in, in the minor leagues as well. He went down for a conditioning stint. But, um, you know, it's only his third season, and he's never played more than 17 games in a season. So I don't know that that's necessarily a, a risk that you want to take right now. Um, so I wonder if... I wonder if you start Elvis today and start Tarasov on Thursday. Like, genuinely, that's what I might do, actually. Actually, flip that. I would start Tarasov against the Oilers. And then Muslikas against the Flames. Regard unless Tarasov pulls out like a fifty save shutout or something, and I'm just going to knock on wood because that word is is unlucky. Um, but it, honestly, I think it it behooves the team to work them as a tandem. Tarasov gets more games than the average backup. Elvis gets to rest a little bit, but you're keeping him happy by giving him enough games. 
Um, I know he said that he doesn't want to be a backup, but frankly, I think he's got to earn his starting role back. He's been, of the, of the goalies that they have at the minute, he's been the best of them. Um, Jack Graves has been good, but very, very small sample size. Um, so yeah, I think you you run them as a tandem, and you see what the conversation is like at the trade deadline, see if anyone wants to pick up Elvis for a playoff run or whatever. Um, and if not, revisit this in the offseason. Um, I don't know that a buyout makes a ton of sense for Muslikins. Um, I feel like I looked this up very recently just because I was um I was curious. I'm just pulling up the uh, the buyout calendar from uh or the buyout tool from uh, from Cap Friendly, which is always fun to look at. Um if you buy out Elvis Muslikins, you can where is it? I have lost it. But my point here is um you you can you have more you have more to work with if you keep Elvis happy is is my point here. Um I found it. I found the buyout. Um if they buy him out this season, then he they will be paying him uh 1.75 million a year until 2030 that's i don't know man that i feel like for a guy that's got he's got three years left two years left on his deal after this year or you can pay him for the next five seasons i don't know that that's cost effective the cap is going up but they've got a lot of guys that they need to fit into that space you know ken johnson wants a new contract Cole Sillinger wants a new contract chinikov wants a new contract um and then, you know, Juracek is going to want a new contract in that time. Fantilli's going to want a new contract in that time. There's there's a lot of moving pieces going on here. If you can trade him and maybe retain some salary, maybe maybe you can do that. But I don't know that it makes sense. Right now, I think you finish the season, you see what you have, maybe re-explore a buyout in the offseason, maybe re-explore trades in the offseason when the cap goes up and teams have a little bit more room. Um, but to kind of backtrack what I was what I was saying about who starts tonight, I think you start Tarasov tonight. You see how he does. Um, but I think both goalies are on a pretty short leash at the minute. I think Tarasov is probably on a slightly longer one based on um, how he allowed five goals against Winnipeg and then allowed six goals like two days later on uh, about the same amount of shots. So we'll see. But start Tarasov. Play Elvis against Calgary, play Tarasov against Vancouver, and then uh, Elvis against Seattle. And then Tarasov against um, St. Louis, and then they go into the the All-Star break, which I think everyone is looking forward to, including me, um, just because I will get to watch some All-Star hockey and not my team doing their best to make me miserable. Anyway predictions i could go with my gut or i could go with my head or i could go with my heart there's there's three kind of options here um two of them have the blue jackets losing so i think i'm gonna go with the third funniest option uh which is i think the blue jackets let, let's say a 4-3 shootout win for the blue jackets um and let's look at in terms of goal scoring 
Paul Stillinger is the hot hand at the minute, um, but I think I'm going to go with Kent Johnson. He loves to score big goals in uh, in Rogers Arena. In is it Rogers? It's either Rogers Arena or Rogers Place in uh, in Edmonton. I can never remember which one it is, but he loves to score big goals there. He scored the game winning, the gold medal winning goal for the World Juniors there. He scored the overtime winner the last time the Blue Jackets were in town. So I'm going to go ahead and say I think Ken Johnson is going to score a goal tonight. Um, and if I had thought to text my co-host and get his predictions, I would have done, but I didn't. So, oops. But that's all I've got for today. Tomorrow, uh, we will be back at it. We will be breaking down tonight's game against the Oilers. Hopefully, we'll be breaking down an incredibly funny and stupid game uh, because I feel like the Blue haven't had a really stupid game in a minute. And uh, I think I deserve one, frankly, even if no one else does. Um, but I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the show at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email us at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day every single day. We are free and available on all, plat- all podcast platforms, on YouTube and on SiriusXM. Make sure you check out the game on SiriusXM as well. Bob McElligot does a great job with the radio play-by-play for the Blue Jackets. So uh, go to SiriusXM and you can find his take on how the Blue Jackets are doing, which, if nothing else, is always honest. Um, Thank you once again for listening. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.